is our year of the emergence of saviors. And then we know from Obadiah 21 that saviors are required to come up to where? Mount Zion. Because it's the place of dominion. It's the place where you rule. It's the place where you live your life from. So we see that taking our place in Zion, on Mount Zion, is very key. On a daily basis. On a daily basis. So what do we expect from Mount Zion? What are your expectations? What is there in Mount Zion for us? And I would did say that one of the first things you encounter in Mount Zion is what? The word of God. The word of God. The word of God. And we said, you have to be a man of the word. Because on Mount Zion, Mount Zion is the place of communion. Mount Zion is where? The place of communion. So, and in having communion with the Lord, the first and easiest way to commune with the Father is communing with his word. Communing, fellowshipping with his word. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Lord, we thank you for those that are pregnant. Thank you, Father, because, oh, yes, they carry the babies in the name of Jesus with ease. No complications. And at the appropriate time, the baby come out with no complications in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, don't worry your heart about the provision. The provisions are coming. As you partner with the Lord, you partner with the Lord, you partner with the Lord. Glory to God. All right. So, is the place of what? Communion. The first way you commune with God is His Word. His Word. His word. You grab the Bible. The moment you start reading, you must get conscious of God himself. Because that's God speaking to you. That's God speaking to you. You want to hear. So you read to the point of hearing God. You are not just reading to be reading because you are, you are asked to read. No. You are reading to hear God. Tell your neighbor you are reading the word of God to hear God. Psalm 27 verse 4, it says, One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that we will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to do two things. One, to behold the beauty of the Lord. And then two, to inquire in his temple. And 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 17 says, now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty. Do you have the Holy Ghost on the inside of you? He said, there is a liberty. And so, because there's liberty, he said, but we are with open face. With what? Not closed face. He said, blessed are your eyes for the sea. 
So you have the right to say, Lord, my eyes is open. I can behold you. I can see the glory. So as I read the word, I see the glory in the word. I see you in the word of God. You say, with open face, beholding us in a glass. So, I mean, the Lord has told us how we behold. So, it is not that we are expecting to see God the way I am looking at you physically now. Because he said, as in a glass. Yes, we see through a glass. So, we see with our spiritual eyes. So, as in a glass... We behold the glory of the Lord. And then he says, as we behold the glory of the Lord, something begins to happen to us. We are changed into the same image from glory to glory. So you are changing into what you are seeing. That's what he's saying. We are beholding the glory of the Lord. And that glory of the Lord is the image of God. That glory of the Lord is the living word. So what you see, as you see, what you see in the word of God, then you become it. Say so we are changed into that same image. That's why you are reading to see. You are not just reading to read. You are reading the word of God to see. Because you only become what you see. Hallelujah. If you don't read the word of God, study the word of God at the point that you can see the glory behind the word. Then transformation is not guaranteed. So next time you are reading the word of God, you are reading, Lord, to see. I want to see it. I want to see your glory. I want to see your glory. I want to see your glory. And it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom. Unless if you are not born. If you are born again, you can see. You can know. Tell your neighbor you can know. You can see. The glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. So the word of God... Helps us in communion with the Lord. And then we can also commune with the Lord in the place of prayer. In the place of prayer. Especially praying in tongues. For he that speaketh in tongues, he says, speaketh not unto men, but unto who? Unto God. So you open your mouth and then you begin to pray. The moment you start praying in tongues, there is a drastic change from the realm of the physical to the realm of God. And then there is a communication line opened up. There is a telephone line opened up already between you and God. He said, how be it in the spirit is speaketh mysteries. What are mysteries? The hidden will of God, the hidden plans of God. So when... When you are discussing with God in tongues, what are you discussing? You are discussing God's plan with him. But the Bible says they are coded. They are coded. They are coded. So as you are praying in tongues, you are praying in tongues, you are praying God's will. So you are praying God's will concerning your life. You are praying God's will concerning your situation. You are discussing God's will with him. And as at some point, you get to the point, Apostle Paul said... He that prayed in tongues should ask for interpretation. So at some point, you get to the point then those words you're praying for, you begin to catch the interpretations. And that's when you say, oh, I've heard God. 
I've heard God. Oh, this is what I'm praying for. This is actually what I've been discussing with God about. God is a businessman. Amen. When I say businessman, you know, God is a spirit. He's not in physical form. All right. So, will I say God is a business spirit? Amen. <laughs> Just for you to understand. He's business minded. So, that's why when you meet him, he's the, we are, the only thing he's looking at is we are, we are discussing how to get souls into the kingdom of God because of his love for souls, because of his love for humanity. So, he's discussing his will, he's discussing the mysteries of God. With you. Hallelujah. Ask your neighbor, are you here? Good. So praying in tongues. Very important. And then what are the other things you encounter in Zion? Is the place of surrender. Zion is the place of surrender. In other words, it's the place where it's not about you. It's just about God. You come there and then and then and then you exchange your weakness with him. Second Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14. I'm going to read from the Passion Translation. Okay, let's read first from the King James. It says, now thanks be unto God which always causes us to triumph in Christ. And make it manifest the savour of his knowledge by us in every place. You love this activity. God always makes his grace visible in Christ. Who includes us as partners of his endless triumph. Can you see that? So is the place where you come and then partner with the Lord. You're partnering with him. When you, play, when you come to the place of surrender, you come and say, okay, see, it's not about me, but it's about you. You are the senior partner. I am the junior partner. So you are the one leading and then we follow. So it says, through our, I'm still reading TPT now, through our yielded lives. Come and say yielded lives. He expressed the fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere we go. Now, why is it that we must always stay on in Zion? Because there, that's where your life is yielded to him. You stay out of Zion, then you are not yielded to him. So that's why every day, every day, the place of the altar, the place of prayer, the place of the word, the place where you're talking to God can never be overemphasized. That's the place where you live a yielded life. And what did he say? That through our yielded life, it's only through our yielded lives. Only through our yielded lives, a life that is surrendered. A surrendered life. In other words, a selfless life. Through our yielded lives, God spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere we go. So you can imagine the opposite should be if your life is not yielded, then you are spreading 
either your own fragrance or someone else's fragrance, not God's. Hallelujah. And we already mentioned this, that is the place of transformation. I mean, number three is the place of transformation. Because as we behold him, we are transformed from one degree of glory to another degree of glory. So that's the place where God begins to cause our inner life to change, our inner life to transform. Thank you, Lord. Let's look at Psalm 110, verse 1 to 6. 110, verse 1 to 6. You will see something there. The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand until I make thy enemies thy footstool. It means that the word that the Lord spoke to the Lord is the same word that the Lord is speaking to us. Sit down at my right hand. And we know the right hand he's talking about is where? The place of Zion. And then what will happen when you sit down? He said, until I make the enemies that foot. So that's where is that place where you can cause the, your enemies to be at your foot too. If you are not there, of course, when we are talking about enemies, we are talking about the devil. Putting all the devil, the devil and his cohorts under our foot too. He said, then the Lord, verse 2, the Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion, rule thou in the midst of your enemies. Look at something that happens thereafter, verse 3. Verse 3, there's a transformation that is taking place in the heart of God's people. He said, the people shall be willing in the day of thy power. It means the place of dominion, Zion, is also the place of power. Because he says, thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power. So if you want to declare a day as the day of thy power, then what do you do? Just take your place in Zion. Then that day becomes the day of power. And then what happens? You can see that your willingness has grown. It is not just a uh, a natural willingness is a willingness produced by the Holy Ghost. You just begin to see that you begin to love the things of God more. There's a drawing in your heart to the things of God. There's a drawing in your heart to the things of God. You begin to hate the worldly things. Why? Because you are taking your place in Zion. Then he says, the Lord, he said, okay, thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power, in the beauties of holiness from the womb of the money, thou hast the dew of thy youth. The Lord has sworn and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Megizedek. The Lord at thy right hand shall strike through kings in the day of his wrath. He shall judge among the hidden. He shall fill the places with the, with the dead bodies, it shall wound, wound the heads over many countries. Now, this is talking about your dominion, your dominion as a result of your transformation. Hallelujah. 
Zechariah chapter 12, verse 8. Zechariah 12, verse 8. He said, In that day shall the Lord defend the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and he that is feeble among them at that day shall be what? Can we say that? Shall be as what? David. And the house of David shall be as God, as the angel of the Lord before them. Mm. This is talking about the church, actually. It's a prophecy about the church. It says that he that is feeble among the church at that day shall be as David, the, the, the youngest in church, shall be as strong as David. So you know, you know the least you can be. Amen. You know the least you can be is like David. How many of you believe David was a strong man? A strong man, right? And yet, he said the least you can be is David. That's the least. And what guarantees that is the place of transformation. The place of transformation. In that is shall the Lord defend the inhabitants of Jerusalem. You're taking your place in Mount Zion, in Jerusalem, the city of the Almighty God. You are there. You are not outside the city. You are in the city. Then, transformation is guaranteed. You can then begin to function like David. That's the minimum. That's the minimum. That's the minimum. David never lost a battle. Never. He never lost one. He said, for the Lord, it is the Lord that teacheth my hand to war. So you can see that, why is it that he didn't lose any battle? Because he was in fellowship with the Lord. The Lord kept telling him how to fight battles. If you are losing, probably because you are the one telling yourself how to. And then where is the place where God will tell you how to fight battles? Where? Where? Louder. Zion. So you can see that, see, you can live your life out of Zion, outside of Zion. You cannot. You cannot. And we understand the place of Zion now. Place of Zion is not a physical place. Amen. It's the place of fellowship, right? It's a place where you meet God. And you can actually do that on a daily basis. And you can operate your life from there. So you're walking, you're moving, and then your heart is set on Zion. You are seeing the activities in Zion. And that's the way Jesus lived his life. Amen. So, and it's the place of judgment and dominion. It's the place of judgment and dominion. From that Psalm 110 that we read earlier on, it's the place of judgment and dominion. 
He said, the Lord said unto my Lord, sit down at my right hand until I make thy enemies thy footstool. Then the Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion. Out of Zion. So as we are transformed, then the rod of the strength of the Lord is sent out of Zion. Rule in the midst of your enemies. So you don't just go into Zion and say, okay, because the pastor said we should go to Zion. And then, okay. No, you're going to Zion and then you're yielding your life for transformation. You're being transformed. You are coming out with dominion to rule the nations of the earth. Amen. Number five is the place of knowing. It's a place where you know things. It's a place where you know things. And knowing comes from inquiry. The problem is a lot of us do not make inquiries. Because you are in Zion and then you just say, okay. Now, it's a place of discovery. It's a place where you can operate channels. And how do you move from one channel to another? How do you move from one door to another? It's two inquiries. Ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. Let that scripture change. Matthew chapter 7 verse 7. Every time you see that scripture, what you should see is not that you are asking for food. Amen. What you see there is not that you are asking for a car. It's not that you are asking for money. If, you, if that's what you are seeing, you are seeing wrong. What is it that he's saying you should ask for? Ask, make inquiries. Ask the Lord, what is the next step? What do you want me to do? What is your plan for nations? What's your plan for my family? What's your plan for my streets? That's what you are asking. You are making inquiries before the Lord. You want to know. What's in your agenda for today? You want to know. What is that special move that I need to move today? Hallelujah. Ask your neighbor, when was the last time you asked the Lord such questions? Preach like an evangelist. Ask like an evangelist. Uh, 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 uh. Some of you don't know how to, to discuss like an evangelist. Uh, if you are having a discussion with an evangelist, everywhere is shaking. That's how you know that an evangelist is in the house. Amen. All right, ask, ask your neighbor like an evangelist. When was the last time you made inquiry? Uh huh. <laughs> Glory to God. Some people are so they are gentle. <laughs> it's good. It's as if they are gentle. <laughs> when they are out here now, you will see them. Glory to God. Now, is the place of great grace. Is the place of great grace. Number six. Is the place of great grace. Mount Zion is the place of great grace. You want to contact grace, be in Zion. You want to move from one level of grace to another level of grace. The truth is that you need to understand that grace manifestation is in levels. 
The Bible says, talks about grace, and then the Bible talks about great grace. He giveth more grace. So it means grace is in level. He giveth more grace to the humble. So it means grace is in what? Levels. And then you want to move from grace to more grace to more grace, then you must be a man and a woman of Zion. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. Say, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. You can imagine the throne of God is called what? The throne of grace. Thank God it's not called the throne of judgment. There is another throne of judgment, but the throne that we encounter on a daily basis when we enter Zion on a daily basis is the throne of grace. And that is why he's saying, in your weakness, come. When you think you are not good enough, he said, come. The problem about you is not your weakness. It is not, it's because you are not coming to the throne of grace. There is no weakness that can stand the throne of grace. If on a daily basis you come to the place of Zion, to the mountain of Zion, to the throne of grace, ah, where transformation takes place. Your life can't remain the same. No, it can never. So let us therefore come boldly. And then he's saying you should come boldly. He said, yes. On what basis? On what basis? The blood of Jesus. So you can see, he said there's a way you enter in. You enter boldly. He didn't say, he didn't, he didn't put, he said, as long as you are born again. He didn't say what you were going through then. He said, you just did something very bad. And he's still telling you, when you are coming in the protocol to enter, is you must enter what? Boldly. You enter boldly. On the finished work of Jesus on the cross of Calvary. Because legally, it's been sorted. God wants you to begin to think with, as somebody that understands this revelation. Not that you come in what is called false humility. You say, oh, please have mercy on me. Hey, can I just come in? No, that error has passed. He said, you must first enter boldly. It's when you, when you get in and say, Lord, there are some areas of my life that uh, I need help. You can see it. Now, watch it. Look at it. He didn't say you come in the way, in the way, you know, the way, the, how do I put it now? Okay, look at it. He said, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of God that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. It means that he knows that you are either in trouble, you are in need, or something has happened to you. Is somebody understand this? Thing? Okay. You didn't do anything bad. But he knows that on this earth, oh, you will need help. 
You know, help is in different levels. You are fine. You are okay, right? Answer. But you still need what? Help. You are not fine. You are not okay. You still need what? Help. He said, he said any level. As long as you are born again, Jesus Christ has paid the price for you. He said, and in the protocol, the angels, as you are, as you are coming in, if you are coming in like, oh, and you see angels, angel, please, can I, can I come in? They say, no, this one is not ready to come in. No. This one is not ready to come in. You don't enter here that this way. You understand? As in where you are, when you are entering, you are entering, or you just, you just did something that angel, angel normally should just slap you. You understand? Yet, you are entering, and then as you are entering, the angels are there, so you say, hello, how are you? How are you? You understand? And they, they are like, oh, this man understands something. He's coming on the bill of Jesus, on the finished work of Jesus Christ. Do you understand? The angel will say, yes, yes. He'll say, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And he's still saying, yes, sir, to you. But when you now come before the Lord and say, me, I cannot continue to live my life that way. I cannot be under anything. I cannot be under any kind of weakness. Lord, I have come here to receive grace, help in time of need. I need help. This, this area of my life, this thing can disgrace me. Lord, it has to be sorted. Does it? You enter first. But you go in with boldness. Hallelujah. Is somebody getting this now? Yes, sir. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 9. Hebrews 13 verse 9. He said, be not carried about with divers and strange doctrines. For it is a good thing that established with what? Grace. Not with meats which have not profited them that have been occupied therein. Verse 10. We have an altar whereof they have no right to eat which serve the tabernacle. Ah, you may not you see King James Version will not give you the understanding of this. Let's look at it at TPT. Okay, maybe let's first look at it at, uh, with Amplified Classic. Glory to God. He said, do not be carried about by different and varied and alien teachings for it is good for the heart to be established and ennobled and strengthened by means of what? Grace. So what established the heart of men? Grace. Come on, say grace. And what is this grace? Say God's favor and spiritual blessing. And not to be devoted to foods. <laughs> Food. Food will not establish your heart. Amen. In fact, food at times, if you don't know how to eat food well, the reason some people are sick is the food they eat. Is the food. Rules of diet and ritualistic meals which bring no spiritual benefit or profit to those who observe them. Verse 10. We have an altar from which those who serve and worship in the tabernacle have no right to eat. 
Okay, let's read from TPT. I know, just listen. So don't let anyone lead you astray with all sorts of novel and exotic teachings. It is more beautiful to feast on grace. Come on, say you feast on grace. And be inwardly strengthened than to be upset with dietary rules which in themselves have no lasting benefit. Watch it now, verse 10. We feast on a sacrifice at our spiritual altar. But those who serve as priests in the old system of worship have no right to eat of it. Oh, can you understand it now? Can you see that King James didn't give you the, the correct, <laughs> they didn't give you the whole, because you have to read through the whole uh, uh, passage to understand that this is what he actually said. He said there's a right that they didn't have. That there are some altar, there are some sacrifices that they cannot eat. The priest cannot eat from on those sacrifices. He said, but we have the right as New Testament priests to eat from that altar. And that altar is the altar of grace. Hallelujah. I said that altar is the altar of grace. I said we can enter in with boldness. With boldness. That's what the Bible says. With boldness. With boldness. So you can just speak to yourself. You're a prodigal son. You speak to yourself. You come to your senses. And say, Abba. Uh-uh. I'm not even a servant. Even servants. Can you say status? Status. You must check your status. It was that status that made the guy come to his senses. Is that way to, okay, I've done bad things, I know. Ah, but I'm still a son. No? And even if you look at it, oh, okay, worst case scenario, he said, okay, I'm no more a son. No problem. I'll just, okay, as a son, because my servants in my father's house, they enjoy. Enjoyment. Kule, 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 kule. He said, ah, no, I can't stay here. What is it that we have done that, uh, that they would not want to kill me on it? I will go back. He remembered his status. And then he said, no, I'm going back. I'm going back. But you know, as he was going, he kept meditating on what he was saying. What he was saying. What he was saying. In his meditation, he removed the part of servant. He said, no, 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 no. no. Status doesn't change if you repent. So when he got there, did he talk about being a servant any longer? No. No. His meditation was refined as he went on. As he went on. As he went on. And then he got, I mean, a huge surprise because he wasn't expecting that kind of, and that kind of kingdom we operate in. The father's heart. The father's heart. As much as the father wants us to partner with him and be responsible, he does not want to lose any man. He does not want to lose a child. No, he doesn't want to. And then the father will always stay and would just be looking. Is when you make inquiry about something, he will tell you. If you don't make inquiry, he will be looking at you. And so this this prodigal son came back and then, whoo! It was joy all the way, and the elder son wasn't around. And then he came in. What's, what's all this about? When last did we celebrate in this house? 
It's when I'm not in the house now, they are celebrating. What kind of a deal is this? And then he inquired. He said, what's it? He said, ah, your brother came back. Instead of that one to be jumping, you know, that's a spiritual quick, quick brother. Amen. Hallelujah. That's the guy that's been responsible, doing everything and all of that. Instead of him to rejoice, he was angry. Angry. He said, this guy that squandered your money, you are celebrating him. He was lost but found. He said, but Lord, I mean, my father, you have not even organized any party for me that have been faithful. <laughs> All this while. And what did the father say? You never said you wanted to. I mean, all things are yours. You understand? You make inquiry, I mean, and then I'll give you the answer. <laughs> you make inquiry. Can you see? So God will reveal to you only at the of your inquiry. God will answer to your inquiries. Some people are just there, okay, God will do it. Just expect, uh, God will do it. He will do it. What, what is it that he will do? Uh, he will do good things in my life. Which good thing? Amen. You partner with him. You want celebration. The father told the elder son, I mean, you ask for it, we do it. We rejoice together. Glory to God. I said glory to God. And lastly this morning, the place of Zion is the place of arising and shining. Is your place of arising and shining. Matthew chapter 5 verse 14. He said, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. We're talking about Mount Zion. It means a city set on a hill. Mountain is a city, right? Set on a hill. And then he said, you are the light. You are set on a hill. You cannot be hidden. It's time for your rising. I said, it's time for your rising. It says, neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it gives light unto all that are in the house. Verse 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Then Isaiah chapter 60, and this same word came to us yesterday night during the 21 days of light that we ended yesterday. This, the, this was the, the, the matching other word that God gave us yesterday night. He said, rise, shine for your light is come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. That's Isaiah 60 verse 1. Therefore, behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Now, it causes the Gentiles to come to your light, but kings will only come to the brightness of your rising. All right? The brightness of your rising. When you begin to take steps... When you begin to take action, that's when kings 
Kings and Gentiles, they are not on the same level. Kings are the, king, they, they are the kings that rule the Gentiles. Gentiles are the people. He said Gentiles, you can attract Gentiles through some levels of light. All right? He said, but when you begin to take action and begin to produce results, then the king's attention will come to you. They will come to the brightness of your rising. Stand to your feet this morning and declare in the name of Jesus that I am a man and a woman of Zion. Every day I come to the throne of grace in the name of Jesus. The throne of grace is so important to me that I cannot miss coming into the throne of grace in the place of the word of God in the place of prayer. In the name of Jesus, in the place of fellowshipping with the Father. In the name of Jesus. And I will go out, arise, and shine. In Jesus' name. Come on, pray right now. Pray right now. Bagalavo se pregadiaraba. Zunamanakatis katakapatia. Garani ketos and rieda balia. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. You have 60 seconds to pray. Menda hando kitu kuplegria. Brani kete kapanda skupre diaskade. Oh, yandari kitu gadia bariaske. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Oh, glory, glory, hallelujah. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. You go forth in the power of the Holy Ghost. The hand of the Lord is strong upon you. In the name of Jesus. Your going out and your coming in is blessed of the Lord. The lines are falling unto you in pleasant places. Yea, you have a goodly heritage. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen. Please remember to be seated and then listen for this one special announcement. So the Lord, you know, spoke to us the very second day of the 21 days of light, 2nd of January to be precise, um, about uh, 6 uh, a.m. there, about 6.50 something, I can't remember, but I, it's written down. You know, and the Lord spoke to us about light and miracles. It's a program to reach out to the world um, online, an online program to reach out to the world. And then it's going to be happening every month, the very first seven days of every month. So the maiden edition is coming up days February 1 to 7. And it is 9 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. every day. Every day. First seven days. Just 30 minutes. West African time. And it's going to be happening live on Mix LR. Mix LR. How many of you know Mix LR? Go. Mix LR. You don't have Mix LR on your phone. Go to Google Apps, Play Store, or Apple Store. And then search for Mix LR. And then you can download it and, and install it. And then look for my name. You can use uh, the variant of my first uh, second name, I mean first and uh, surname, to search. Yeah, Mixer search engine is not as good, it's not as intelligent 
as it should be. Okay, so you might have to use variety to find me. If you do Festus Ugo, you may not find me. It's, it's, the programmers are not, okay, let's leave that. Amen. Praise God. So you search for me and then you will see me. Click follow so that once we go live, you know. And be ready, getting ready, getting ready. I'm sorry, the media people are going to make all of these things available and you start inviting people now. Start telling them, go and follow my pastor or mixer. Something huge is about to happen. It's the place where you encounter God and encounter the light of his revelation that will cause the supernatural intervention and miracles in your life. Amen. How many of you are getting ready for that? Hey, praise God. After service, you need our help. You need somebody to help you with this. You can always meet anybody. And then they will help you with making sure that you are following me on Mix Ella. You're going to have a wonderful, wonderful week in Jesus' name. Amen.